What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Nate. Nate, how's it going, bud? Pretty good. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> it is a uh, little bit later than we're used to, huh? Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> the opposite end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> we normally are here at about uh, 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning. Instead, we're here at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, well... You know, we were uh, we were going to have a guest on this week. Didn't work out. Uh, we were going to have Don George on, and yeah, we got he got stuck in traffic, and we didn't. There's really no pressure to be on the show when we have guests, so so we we decided do your thing, enjoy the rest of your night. We'll we'll continue on. So that's what we're doing. Yep, and we'll have him on another night. Exactly. Uh, he's a uh, He's he's a really great guy. I can't wait to have him on. Um, but yeah, so how was your week going so far, or the end of it now? I guess um, it was going along pretty well. Um, uh, we tonight we did uh, did our blood drawing for uh, testing our does. Oh, how'd that our go? Our does in our box. It went well. Um, we have one doe who has definitely chosen Jen as her human. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll have that. Yeah. Lexi, we went to draw blood on Lexi and all the other does, you know, I, I, I held their head and, and you have to turn a little bit so you can get the, you know, the vein to pop a little bit. And I held everybody else perfectly fine. Even the does we thought we were going to have trouble with. Fine. Lexi is a yearling doe, <laughs> and um, as soon as I touched her, she just freaked, oh, yeah? absolutely flipped out. And, you know, so, you know, I call my daughter over and get them to help, you know, hold her. And Jen's trying to get this needle in. It's kind of a little precarious because you don't want to, you know, tear the, the vein. Yeah. And you know, she's getting it up there, and Lexi is fighting with every bit of her body, every muscle in her body is fighting. You know, <laughs> myself and the kids, we can't restrain her. And Jen says, Stop. And we all back off. And she says, I got this. I was like, Whoa. And she says, Everybody, back off. She takes the needle in one hand. Yeah. And she goes over to Lexi, <laughs> gives her a little hug. She said, It's okay, girl. <laughs> and she turns her head a little bit and draws the blood. <laughs> All by herself. All by herself. And made it like look like this is just too easy. <laughs> and uh Oh, get the phone going. That's all right. Um and uh, and Lexi's just kind of there, going, "Yeah, yeah, okay, mommy, we're okay. Are we okay, mommy?" It was just <laughs> ridiculous. I was like, "I'm done. I'm done." <laughs> you know, I have I have a doe in my herd who we. It took a while for us to figure each other out. She got here and she was five, I want to say. And uh, is that she, Gem? Yeah, that's Gem. Yep. Okay. And 
And uh, the first couple times giving her, you know, CDT and stuff, you know, doing doing hooves was fine. And then there was one time I was I was working her. I think I was doing hooves. I know I was giving her a shot. And let me tell you, this doe, she was in a stanchion and she was doing everything she could. She bit my butt. <laughs> I straddled the doe from behind and she she bites me right on the rear and I look at her and she bites me on the arm and I'm like excuse me this is not going to happen you'll be out of here quick so I realized okay she needs a lot of love when she gets like that so so started really rubbing her face and and usually she's not a lovely doe, lovey doe and she was she was into it and then you know rub her side and then as I'm rubbing her side just stick the needle in and and give it to her but yeah, she uh, she taught me a lot about different personalities because everybody else is just like, "Oh, you want to put this twenty-inch needle in me? All right, go for it." Yeah, well, and that's what <laughs> it seemed like. And even our bucks were like, "Yeah, okay, all oh, right, there, you got it. Do you get it yet?" And they they were totally cool. Yeah. Lexi, this this little, and that she's not really that little, but this yearling milker. Just no matter how what I did to restrain her, <laughs> you know. My daughters were helping, and they were pretty good with the animals, but we couldn't do it. And then Jen just kind of like, it was like this Zen moment or something, and she's just like, <laughs> it will become one with the goat. And, you know, and she just, done. And I was like, I'm done. Toop. Right. Now, as, yeah. as listeners are, are hearing this week, you're going to hear a little bit of background noise on both ends. It's it's seven o'clock at night. We both have families. It well, happens. we also have have a, a situation here where uh, someone in the, a local person, <clears throat> and I'm sure m- many of our goat breeders deal with this sort of situation. A local person had uh, a basically adopted, rescued, rescued. I think is more of the word. Yeah, a doe kid from somebody who didn't know what they were dealing with. Um, but this person mm. knew enough to look and go, that thing's going to be dead in a week. Yeah. And she took her home and things to be, seemed to be getting okay. And then tonight she was just off and not yeah. right. And, you know, she said, well, you know, the funks are home. You know, because she'd driven, just, just <laughs> driven by our house like five minutes prior. So she <laughs> tossed yeah. the goat in the truck, came here, and, you know, it's where, you know, all these trainings and all these background and horrible experiences we all have um, come in kind of handy. You know, um, you yeah. know we, we we knelt down. It was weird. We, we, we all looked at the doe kid and myself and my wife and my eldest, you know, we, we were like, okay, you know, eyes, you know, you pull back the eyelids and my, I said, Maria, look at that. And she went, ah, oh, that's white to gray. And yeah. I said, uh, we got an iron deficiency here. Um, Jen, you know, felt the skin and it was really tight. She seemed a bit, you know, dehydrated. And we, 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 we went through and, you know, the, She's doing a lot better. She's this this person who has her um, is actually 
you know, really good with dogs. So has a good background with treating dogs, rescue mm-hmm. animal dogs. Um, and uh, just, the, she's going to be doing well. The doe kid was, you know, happy and walking around and wagging her tail by the time um, oh, good. we were done. And um, this person is, is got a goat in their life. They, they never thought they were going to have. Um, <laughs> and none of us do. So, and, <laughs> you know, right now my wife is helping getting her set up with, you know, feeds and in milk replacers and, you know, getting her, you know, that, you know, and it's, you have goats for very long. You're going to end up at some point or another having someone say, turning to you and going, help. And yeah, you know, I've been there already and I've only been doing it for two years. Yeah. It's a, it, and I love helping out other people that, that are legitimately being proactive and, and searching for exactly. help. So that's cool that you guys are you guys are helping out in that situation. Yeah. Too. So here, yeah. Again, you, you just a moment ago, my wife walked through the room. We, you know, the room I'm recording in is also where we keep our syringes and you know some of our medical mm-hmm. supplies. So she was just in, and you heard your know, door open and shut. And I, another room, they're discussing. Um, you know, management and care. Um, yeah. So, and you've got things going on at your house. Oh yeah. Well, I always, I always walk around. I tend to walk around when I'm on the podcast anyway, uh, just because when I sit too long, my calf muscle starts to really yep. ache. So yep. when I'm, when I'm pacing around it, it helps. Uh, by the way, I don't think we really talked about it. I didn't end up tearing my meniscus, but uh, I, I've been seeing a chiropractor who also does like muscle therapy and stuff. And he's pretty confident that I, uh, tore my calf and, and thigh muscle. So that's fun. Oh, great. <laughs> it's a, great. Well, yeah, at, at least it's, it's getting better. At least they're so, focusing I mean, on an area, figuring out what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just throwing something at the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> now you cook pasta. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, but my week this week, uh, really, I mean, the only thing I'm doing is I'm checking for heats. We're done milking for the year, which is awesome. Lucky you. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I decided Mary Mac, uh, she, the last bottle she had, she, she drank it, but she was like really slow with it. And it wasn't like a, oh, she's off. What's wrong with her? It was a, oh, I'm full of grain and hay right now. I'm good. Kind of that. Uh, <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'll drink it, but you know, I, I, I guess I'll drink it, but I don't need to, type deal. So, so I was like, all right, she's done. And honestly, the next night after I was done with chores, she didn't even cry or anything. I was like, good. So, uh, so I decided, okay, the Nigerians are done being milked. Uh, everybody else is dry, and the weather's cooling off. I was actually in Carhartt's in a sweatshirt this morning, and right now, uh, so. So I'm looking forward to fall and breeding season, checking heats, and we're painting the baby's room in the house and getting ready for that. So, yeah, it's it's been a good week. Oh, great, great. Well, we did um, – actually, last week uh, after the podcast, we uh, tried our uh, uh, straws, you know, that we tried collecting, and still they were quite viable. Uh, we did have that, by That's the way, awesome. for collect- trying our own collection. Um, 
-hmm. it is a huge learning experience. You do end up, you know, just so appreciative of the work that uh, those <laughs> those folks out collecting do. Uh, oh yeah. Um, and yeah, we all, we also been you know starting up with the heat. Um, we had uh, actually Calamant Cali got bread. Um, a fun reading where we'll look forward to. Hopefully she took and and we uh, we almost got to see each other this week because you are using my buck Orion on a deck. yes and she was I'm almost thinking it was a faulty um, but she was she cycled in she mm -hmm. it was one of these things where she had uh, discharge yeah and if you yeah you sent me a picture and if you it looked it yeah yeah <laughs> you put your finger across across the vulva her tail would peg up. Um, on, in our herd, we don't look at the tail wagging because one of, yeah, one of the sires, dogs are like puppies. Yeah. Our dogs <laughs> are all like puppies and you touch their head and the tail starts wagging. Um, yeah. so you know, we, we check across the valve and for discharge and she had all that, but when we'd go to, you know, parader, you know, kind of take her over to the buck pen, she was more interested in what the feed was over there? Is that a good bale of hay? Or what are the chickens doing? She had no interest. Well, you ever think that maybe she's, maybe, maybe she's just a doe that's fat and you know wants to eat her cake and then have the cake across the other side of the fence too? If it was Ava, I'd say that it was a doe who was fat and just wanted <laughs> to eat the cake. But it's Lyra, so Lyra <laughs> is not that fat. She's she's milking pretty well for a yearling. Um, we actually mm. we will be doing our second test. Uh, second milk out for our milk test tonight. Um, tonight? Tonight. Oh, my God. And we're doing this so late. You must be so aggravated right oh, now. Oh, it, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll survive. Um, my, my kids really are really good at helping. Um, oh, so, good. And since we do uh, use the machines for milking, you know, we do it one dough at a time. So the kids know how to help. Um, it'll be good. Um, but... No, Lyra just had no additional sign other than the discharge and and the tail, you know, tail going up. So I'm really mm. beginning to. I really think that it's either a false heat or it's a, like the first heat, and she'll yeah, she'll I come mean, in stronger probably uh, on the tenth of uh, October, Columbus Day weekend, yeah. and uh, we can go for there. That'll be a, a March kid. Um, yeah, so. yeah, that's what we're shooting for is March kids this year. Uh, which I think for March kid, we're gonna do late November or late October, early November. So you'll still be cusping on February, I think, with the tenth. I'm not sure. Possibly, not and, and we don't mind that. We we just don't like going into April or May or June. Uh, we yeah, did that either, this year, and it was it was the kidding <laughs> season that never ends. We were realizing, yeah. Um, we had, uh, we actually had six month old doe kids when our last kid was born. Um, Yikes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's how our week has gone. <laughs> shall yeah. we move into yeah. our news and events? We shall. So, this week, news wise, uh, nothing too crazy. Um, 
there's a new position available for AGA Performance Programs Manager. Well, it's not a new position. Uh, it's a position that's been held for a while. It's just that uh, Lisa Shepard... Open position. Well, yes, it's just recently opened up. Lisa <laughs> Shepard is yeah. retiring. Um, congratulations to Lisa. Um, congratulations. The rest of us of course, in AGA yes. world are crying because Lisa's moving on. Yep. Um, I know that anytime you had question about, you know, performance programs, you could just email Lisa and she'd tell you. Um, but um, yeah, so if you, you've got a, a knack for that kind of thing, um, you know. Yeah, go to the website and check it out. Yep. Um, the fires are still going out there, out west. Um, and then we have... But yeah, it's... It's uh, it seems like it's never ending. These fires, in fact, they just keep getting worse. Um, now there's a lot of areas that people are starting to move back into their farms. I'm seeing all over Facebook, which a lot of people are going home to their homes and farms still standing, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really just amazing the amount of destruction all over the West Coast. This these fires have caused. Um, but yeah, so we've got that, and then beta hurricanes are yeah hurricanes are starting to we've, just form everywhere. We've <laughs> gone into you know Greek uh, yeah Greek names now for these hurricanes because it's such an active season. Yeah, um, and then I guess that's you know hitting Louisiana soon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, by Tuesday. I want Louisiana, say. Texas, so. Um, but right now they're calling it a tropical storm. So, yeah, and I hope it stays that way for them, um, uh, for their sake, because they've gotten a lot of rain in the last couple weeks anyway from the last hurricane. So you, the water levels are still high. So it's uh, you know, hopefully they don't get hit too hard. Well, in in that kind of the two of these kind of go hand in hand with you know the fact that uh, we now have uh, the bucks to rebuild uh, has now gone from being an event to having a Facebook page for being an organization. Mm-hmm. They got with a 501 C yep. uh, for being an actual organization now for trying to help uh, members who are affected by wildfires or hurricanes or natural um, events, natural disasters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah it's a, I'm, I'm really proud of what our community is doing. I know I say this every single week with, with this going on, but I can't really reiterate this enough. The, uh, the community has been nothing short of amazing and it's people listening and many others that aren't, uh, that are really pulling through and, and pulling up the bootstraps and doing what they can. And, and I think it's locally, the goat communities have kind of been that way since I know I was a kid. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. have a story of, me as a eight year old kid wandering the the uh, county fairgrounds uh, out the Albany County fairgrounds, and I wasn't lost, but some Samaritan found me and sent me off to the uh, sheriff's booth where they announced, you know, well the parents of Nathan Funk, please come to the sheriff's booth. And it was during it was show day. So why I wandered, I don't oh. know. I do remember I got yelled at for it. But anyway, that, that, <laughs> that, you know, your kid wanders off, you you flip out. But anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, 
But I remember that uh, Chris uh, Armstrong came and uh, he and his sister, Wendy, you know, vouched that they were there on behalf of my parents. And they, they asked me, they asked them questions that I had mentioned and that, they, that someone who knew my parents would know. And mm-hmm. they, they let me go with them, you know. Um, but it was kind of the community then watched after each other. But at that point, it was like a smaller community. Now with like right. social media, you know, you you bought tickets on you know straws that we donated to this fundraiser mm-hmm. for people in California that was coordinated yeah. by people from, from New Jersey and California and Idaho, and yep. the community has just grown bigger. And so, yeah, it is amazing to see this. Um, yeah, it's and. Just thank you, everybody who's who's continuing to support. It's uh, it's not unnoticed um, through through us, and yeah, just thanks. Uh, so yeah, so Buxter Rebuilds got their community going on Facebook. You can go to their page, and uh, there's they've got shirts and sweatshirts and stuff you can buy online, and uh, that goes towards helping out all these uh, people in our community that are in need. Um, but move, moving on, uh, I want to say congrats to all of the 2020 ADGA scholarship recipients. Um, looked like there was probably 15 people on that list, kids. Yes. Uh, yes. And so congrats to those kids. Uh, and, and, you know, I like I like that ADGA has something going like that where where uh, money is going towards the youth because that's the future of this registry. <clears throat> it really is. Um, it really is. Um, and then we have uh, our year-end uh, reports. Yep. Um, coming up. Um, sounds like the as far as you know here in New York, and I'm going to say out in Oklahoma, uh, mm-hmm. the big topic <laughs> is uh, the 2022 convention. Um, yeah. <laughs> now the 2020 yeah, convention was supposed to be here in New York, and then got canceled because of COVID. Right. Um. Uh, here meaning Syracuse, and uh, so New York is put back in, but for the 2022 slot. Now I since found out the Oklahoma is also put in for the 2022 slot, mm-hmm. um, and so they've got to do a site visit for the Oklahoma site, and then it's up to uh, I guess the board of directors to decide, um, yeah, what to do there. Um, I just. My thing with this is, um, and I don't really, it doesn't matter to me either way. I know it's going to be, the convention is going to be on East Coast at some point. Um, but the site visit's already been done for Syracuse. Everything was in the works. They've they've already tackled and, and used a lot of time to plan through Syracuse uh, convention. And now they want to do, and I know they have to do their due diligence because now another club wants to host it. But now you got to spend the money to send somebody out there and do the research and, you know, spend man hours that frankly, Adga doesn't need to. Uh, I just, I just think that time could be spent doing something else. Um, not to say that I, like I said, I, I don't care where it's at. I just think in the, at the end of the day, should we really be spending time and money looking into this when we can push that off until 2023? 
Um, well, you know, it's, it's one of these things I think I'm look, looking. I know that um, I believe it was, was Don Marston who po- had posted something about this as far as um, there, th- that if they approve the Oklahoma site, that the decision will actually be whether one gets 2022 or whether the other one gets, which one gets 2022 and which one gets 2023. Right. Um, Now for, you know, district two, one way or the other, whether it's a a for a pro or con is that we have our national show also in 2022 here in Harrisburg. Um, yeah. Now, whether that's a, a double up. Now, I know, you know, out Oregon had uh, Redmond National Show in 2019. Mm-hmm. And then they also had uh, Boise, Idaho uh, convention. Um, yeah, so, which is right next door. Right. So, you know, <laughs> it, what can a district have both in one year? I, I think so. Um Am I going to be heartbroken if the board of directors decides Syracuse we're going to try in in 2023? I'll be a little bummed, but hey, I'll be excited that you know in 2023 we'll have convention. Uh, yeah, it just means that we'll have had all this time to make it even better. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, um, it's a uh, you know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. They've got a couple months before they really got to start nailing it on the head and make it a thing, so that way the planning can start. Uh, which the planning's already was started in Syracuse, so they know how that goes. Just saying. <laughs> well, I, I think part of the issue for Syracuse will be, you know, getting the the venue tied down again. Because now you're talking different set of dates. Getting right. the speakers tied down again, a different set of dates. Um, as far as the membership, you know, the ones that were going to go in 2020 were likely to go in 2023 or 2022. Um, mm-hmm. It's just um, we're all really excited for just to see each other right now. So, yeah, yeah, everybody's really ready to see a new face in, you know, and, and a familiar face in the GOAT community because let's face it, uh, I haven't seen half of my goat family in all year because of COVID. Right. So, uh, but moving on, we'll, let's move on to our topic here, uh, which is etiquette and pet peeves in and out of the ring. Um, so everybody's got a pet peeve when it comes to the to the ring, and my biggest pet peeve, uh, and this would go as far as etiquette is when I see somebody questioning the judge when, when the judge is yeah. making their, making their choices. I just want to get that right out of the way. Cause that's, that's my biggest one, man. That's something it's embarrassing when I see somebody else do it. And honestly, I was close to being guilty of it as well. Um, actually, I think Nate, you were standing right next to me in the ring when I was murmuring to myself uh, <laughs> when I was when I was showing Orion and I was still fairly new at, at showing so I thought oh this Buck's the biggest thing out there he's the 
he's going to be first place in every ring. And he got placed like seventh. And you were like right ahead of me, Nate. And I remember just sitting there. I'm like, he doesn't know what he's doing. What the hell? You know, just just uh, <laughs> thinking to myself. And, and I, I'm sure I was murmuring out loud, just not super loud because I didn't want to be super rude. But now looking back, as I'm a little bit more seasoned, looking back at myself, I was like, wow, what a jerk move. I'm embarrassed. And I've seen it happen in the ring where people were not murmuring to themselves, themselves but being quite loud and obnoxious I, with I've, the judge. I've seen it, too. I have seen that, too. Um, it's embarrassing. It, it, it is. Whether you're the one who, who just won or the one who just got passed yeah. up. To me, it's even more, more embarrassing when the you know people you know questioning the judge are quite frankly questioning in your favor like they're going what you should have picked that one what do you think you know yeah you never yeah. had that happen and it, you just you want to crawl under a rock and and hide yeah. um so yeah no it's it's really kind of i i agree with that one it's um we have to remember that at the end of the day of these shows, first off, there's a bunch of variables, but mm-hmm. this is the key. And I've said it, I've had it told to me. I hear it, you know, when, when someone says, Hey, how'd you do? And I go, oh, I didn't get what we thought we were going to get. And we, we got yeah. reserve or we didn't even get reserve or, or something and you know people go well it's one person's opinion on on that day on, of that given animal on that day yep you know and and my thing my thing is uh when when you're sitting there really mad that you know of the placing you know you're sitting there stewing a lot of people might shut off and not be listening to what the judge is saying I had an instance last year, and you were there again, Nate, at Progressive, uh, where I was showing my one doe as a dry yearling Scarlet, yep. and she she's a very she was very and still is a very pretty doe. Uh, she's got a lot going for her, but there's one thing I didn't notice at all, and it was not until the judge in the ring goes, and I'm sitting there mad as can be because I can't understand why she's sitting behind her her twin, and. And then the uh, judge goes, I would place this doe over the one in front of her, but she's very hockey and steep rumped and, you know, named a bunch of other things that he liked about her. And I'm like, what? So then I said, Tierney, grab her by the collar real quick and walk her after after we were done, obviously. And sure enough, she her hocks are almost touching and I never noticed it. And then I had you look at her and, and same thing. Yeah. And and I was like, wow, if if I didn't hear that from the judge, I would have sat there. I would have not have listened because I was so mad stewing over my loss. I would never heard it. And I would still thought that she was the bee's knees where, in fact, the judge was very correct. And and if I was sitting there questioning the judge or or getting mad, I would have never heard it. So I I just think you should really just. Well, I'm very attentive attentive now whenever the judge is giving their reasoning. I'm in. And sometimes you can't hear it, and I'll step forward and listen. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things I've noticed about uh, some of the more experienced uh, dairy goat showmen 
is when that judge picks up the mic and starts giving reasons, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's like, you know, you're third place and you're, you'll notice some people were training to hear one over two. And it's like not even your animal that you're hearing. You're trying to find out why that first place animal is yes. over the animal in front yes. of you. Um, yeah. And again, you know, we have to le- realize that it's, it's the judge's opinion. That judge may have, you know, Monday morning, you know, read an article on dairy production and maybe all about production animals mm-hmm. and, you know, commercial animals. And you go into the show ring. This, I'll admit, you know, I went into a show ring against a judge, not against, with a judge who was all about production. And I had this beautiful doe, you know, the best she's ever looked. You know, I still say she looked gorgeous that day. However, the doe she, the, the judge chose was a very dairy doe dripping with dairy character or dairy strength. Back 20 years ago, it's dairy character. Now it's dairy strength. Um, and, you know, had great body capacity and the judge, that's what the judge that day focused on. And we have to realize, again, you know, it, it's like a mantra or, or a chant of one person's opinion of the animals set before them and that given day. And that being stated, just because you have this doe who's been champion in the last two shows mm-hmm. doesn't mean she's going to be champion at this one. Right. You know, animals also have off days. Yeah. You know, yeah. we all talk about, oh, bad hair day. You know, some animals have just bad hair days. And, yeah. you know, yeah. they're not on it. Now, um, I have to say one of my pet peeves, and it, it's it's I have a bigger one, but one that kind of related <laughs> to showing directly. Yeah. Um, actually, it, it's one of these things, and I have to be careful how I word this because I only have one breed that I'm showing. Okay. And lay it on me. The <laughs> when people who have more than one breed at these multiple ring shows don't have enough handlers to deal with the possibility that they may have both breeds in the show ring at once. Yeah. As a result, they end up being late getting into the show ring. Yeah. Yeah. Or may uh, not show it at all. Yeah. And someone has uh, to go get them. Um, And that just kind of, it's like, if, if you're bringing two breeds, and you know there's a chance that they might be in the ring at the same time. If you can't bring more help, maybe you can line up you know, while people are signing in and you know, everyone's kind of gathering the coffee and, and they're walking around and talking to each other. You know, Grab someone and go, hey, what do you do? Uh, do you have this breed that you're, are you going to be in the ring when this breed is showing? Yeah. And, and line them up um, beforehand. Um, it's really annoying um, if you can avoid it to have people waiting because you're waiting, you're in another ring or, or you're trying to multitask. Um, I feel really know. targeted right now. 
<laughs> oh no, I'm not actually. I'm not thinking of you specifically. Trust oh, me. man, the last show I went to, I was late in both rings with my two year old first freshener. I mean, I wasn't super late, but uh, I was the first time I was late. I was helping somebody load their animals, and I all of a sudden I see recorder grades in the ring, and they look like two-year-olds and i'm like oh crap and oh, i hear no. john kane and i was like no so i run grab my dough and i mean she's i put a collar on a uh, chain on her and she, i'm like come on let's go let's go let's go and she's just walking normal pace like she always does because she's she's not in a rush and i'm like come on and so i'm dragging her into the ring but but if you're going to be, if you're going to, it happens. It, happens. it does happen, but make sure you profusely, and I do, because it happened to me twice that day. Make sure you profusely apologize to the steward, to the judge, and to your other uh, participants in the ring. And it'll go a long way. Because nobody likes that person that's really late into the ring or late at all. Uh, it just sets, sets a bad tone. Well, um, and. You don't want to be that person that makes other people late because the world revolves around you. Well, it doesn't. It, it, it's kind of just a courtesy to be there yeah. as close to on time. Now, <clears throat> granted, like we had, we went to a show and they, we showed our juniors and it was because of this whole um, COVID thing. You weren't allowed to have scads of animals at ringside. Right. Where we were parked, because that's where we were told to park, mm-hmm. was like 150 yards away. Oh, jeez. And so we went, and we ended up with like five or six kids, uh, juniors, in junior champion. So we didn't ha- and so we had all our handlers holding animals in the show ring. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have anyone to go get our yearling milkers. Right. And so we had to, you know, as soon as junior champion was in, we, you know, left the junior champion there with one person. Juniors all went back to the trailer. We grabbed the milkers and we, you know, were in the show ring. Um, right. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, in that situation, you're going to be, be late, but be honest about it. Apologize yeah. for it. Ha- be courteous. And that's kind of my thing is it's just, if we're all courteous, we're most of us when we go to these, especially one day shows, mm-hmm. or even fairs. You know, we're exhausted by the time we're in the show ring. You know, for Altamont, we're getting up at you know three thirty. You know, to finish getting things loaded and get the kids in the truck, do the two hour ride, which for our, many of our West Coast people is like. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> like, oh, ooh, around the hours. corner. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she must be so hard. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, pat my forehead. Two hour yeah. ride, but uh, you know, <laughs> even still, in, especially like for some of them, you know, they're there doing eight hour haul to get to the show. Yeah, you're exhausted. Or if you've been at the fair all week and the show is on, you know, near the end of the week. You're exhausted, so we're we're all a little edgy anyway. So if we can all just, you know, be courteous to each other in the show ring, um, especially to the newbies, and I don't mean the newbians. 
you should be <laughs> you should be nice to the Nubian people anyway. Um, just because they're 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 a fun group, um, mm. in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, you know, but I mean the new people, the people who, um, they want to know what the judge is judging the animal on. Is it a pretty a pretty contest? You know, and you have to explain. No, there's a scorecard. Though many of them by, know it by then. Um, it's it's. The people who are showing for the first time, I have heard a lot of people in my years of showing who've come to the fair or something. And went, yeah, we thought about showing, but we went to a show and everybody treated us horrible. And we decided yeah. not to do that. Well, so people were stressed out and wrung out and exhausted at that show. And they forgot to treat people well. Um, right. But, you know... We're all family. I, if I you gotta say, I, I'm I'm pretty lucky uh, with the fact that I'm very outgoing and very uh, outgoing. So I'll yeah yeah right <laughs> you. Uh, but I think with newbies, um, sometimes you place other breeders on a pedestal, and sure they may deserve that pedestal, but at the same time they're people too who are just in, as in love with goats as you are. So I think for newbies, they might get that sense of, ooh, I don't know, I shouldn't have talked to them. It's This is so-and-so. But it doesn't hurt to go up and introduce yourself and and shoot shoot the crap every once in a while. You know, if, if they're just standing there, just minding their own business, walk up to them and in- introduce yourself. You, um, you find that they're, they're people too. Um, yeah. And that they have... they. Most of them, many of them, love silly things too. Yeah, um, you know, in the, just the rigmarole of life. Um, you know, at the same time, I will say, um, if you're a new person, you're gonna approach somebody. Um, make sure that they are actually doing nothing when you do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, make sure they're not clipping a nutter or something. Well, <laughs> I, I I will say that there's there's a breeder I I think very highly of. Uh, she has kids, and uh, the, she was at national show in Columbus, and I was at I was there. And I saw her, and I, I I thought very highly of her breeding program. And I remember I walked over and I'm like, "Hi, I'm you know Nathan Fung. Glad to meet you." Well, <clears throat> unfortunately for me. Yearling milkers are just coming out of the show ring. Two-year-olds were just going in. And, you know, it was something like that. It might have actually been that three-year-olds were coming out and four-year-olds were just going in. And she had animals that were in the three-year-old class and they were going into the, and there were other animals going in the four-year-old class. She had, you know, two animals in each hand. Teenagers were trying to show. And she's trying to crawl all of this. And she just kind of looked at me like, Hi. And that was it. <laughs> um, but and that was probably the wrong time to go and re- you know reach out yeah. and go, hey, how are you? Unless yeah. I was willing to go, hey, can I take one of those for you? And sometimes yeah. if mean, you are it- new and you've not been to a show before or you haven't been to any and you really want to get to know somebody, maybe that's something to do is to say that's, that's your icebreaker. Yeah. If you're, you know how to show go. Well, <laughs> even if you don't know how to show go, Offer to hold them at ringside for someone. Yeah. 
You know, um, if you don't know how to show a goat and you hold the animal at ringside and you do get dragged into a group class, they'll mm-hmm. teach you. They'll show you. They'll, they're just, most people are just so help, thankful for help. As I, you know, that kind of goes back to that being late thing. People hate yeah. being late into the show ring. And if you're standing there and you're willing to help, that's such an icebreaker. I know so many people where that's how they met so-and-so, so-and-such, and they became long, lifelong friends. Yeah. Um, you know, be willing to help. Um, I, have, you know, I, have another, uh, I have another pet peeve, and it just came to me. And I, I dislike this one so much. It drives me nuts, and it's such a small thing. Uh, I don't know. Is it the same one? It's, uh, well, I, I don't say yours because I'm pretty sure I can guess it. Mine is when I'm going around the ring and I have somebody that's right on my bumper. I mean, oh. like touching, touching my doe's vulva like, yeah. on their butt. It drives me nuts, Nate. It drives me absolutely nuts. And I hate to say it, but it's, and I get it. It's usually kids. So I yep. totally get it. Understandable. Yep. I just think the parents need to teach the kid, hey, lay off, give them about three, four feet, and, and, and just follow the, the pace. Now, also, if you have, I, I show Nigerians as well. If there's a Nigerian that's not walking, and there usually is one, if you pass, Along, I pass along the left-hand side around the goat and keep going. And I don't know if that's etiquette or not. It's I don't know if it's stop and wait. Yeah, I know. Well, if if you're if they're dragging a goat and you're just standing there, you're gonna. Well, okay, yeah. I guess wait. Stopping and waiting is, I would say, and people can message us on on the Facebook when they hear this. Um, my opinion is stopping and waiting is reserved for if they're peeing. If the doe oh, shot is yeah, pee, yeah. stop, wait. It, it's not a race. The judge right. is going to place you the way the judge is going to place you. You passing that animal is not going to get you higher up. Um, I'm talking about a goat that's being dragged. Like, a like... goat that's being dragged, <laughs> sometimes that might actually help the animal. I, I've been I've been not really the dragger. I've been the one who's been fighting the animal Yeah, who's not walking. Right. And sometimes having an animal walk past. In fact, we had a doe. She was a permanent champion. And really, the only way we could get her to the ringside is you had to walk her with another animal. Yeah. I have, I have a doe that uh, it's actually Jen, who she uh, does terrible if she's lead goat. But if she's behind another goat, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, And it's funny because uh, we did linear appraisal, and it was the appraiser. And when she, the first time we did it, um, we went to bring the stow out, and she wouldn't walk, and she fought, and, and such. You know, she rode straight up, you know, rumped down. And I said, "Can I get another goat to follow, to to lead her?" And luckily, the appraiser was like, "To walk in front of her?" You mean? I said, "Yeah, go for it." And we did that, and she leveled right off. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's... That's... You know, that's one of these things. With with the goat following too close, um, I agree. And it, it's usually younger 4 or mm-hmm. inexperienced showmen. Um, 
but that's I think that's more of a training thing, training of the show. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, as far as the showing, um, you know, can I, can I guess your pet peeve? Because I think I know it. I, I actually have two. Oh, but, well, I, but I know what you're. And they both is. involve photography. Oh well, no, I'm I'm talking about the ring. I know what your pet peeve is in the ring. Oh, oh, go for it. It, it it's it's pinching down in front of the judge. It okay. It, so pinching down in front of the judge, and I'm going to carry that over to my pet peeve in photography. One of my two. Oh, is, and I'm guilty of this too. Okay, go of ahead. of having <laughs> your hand in the photos. Um, yeah. On on that line when you go when the camera goes click, and so yeah, it's when the judge is looking at the animal. If you pinch it down, what you're telling the judge is, I know this animal has an issue here with the top line. It's not as level as you think it is mm-hmm. if the judge sees you pinch them down. Um, and, you know, at least that's the message I imagine is being given to the judge. It's the message, you know, my father told me I was giving judges. Now, if you're doing it in showmanship. Yeah. Then if you're doing it in showmanship, that's the only time I say, let the judge see you doing it. Because, again, you're saying to the judge, I know this animal has a problem with the top line, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to improve it by pinching it down. In showmanship, it's the only time you want to um, show the judge that you're pinching down the back to improve the animal. The rest of the time, it's almost like, he's looking away, quick, or she's looking away, quick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and and I play with my does too much in the ring, um, pitching down, setting feet, all that good stuff. Well, uh, setting the feet <laughs> that 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 can be fidgety. Um, you know, there was a judge, uh, Judy Quigilana, uh God bless her. Um, she would she you know told me once she's like, you know, you would do better if you have a doe who's really she keeps stepping out. You know, you set her feet, it's, she moves her foot. You you know you having to fight where they're setting her up, you'd do better to don't touch the feet. Yeah. Then to keep fighting with her. Cause you're going to, uh, you're going to ignore things. Your back is going to go. You're, you're going to be leaning over her back. The judge isn't going to see her as well as, you know, they could, if you were to just let the feet be, maybe do pressure points, move her hind legs, worry about the front legs. Otherwise, you know, don't touch the back legs. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I'm super guilty of. of yeah. But with the, with the photo, I just, it, it's like, it's one of the two things that just, to me, is cringeworthy. Listen, I know sometimes, an, sometimes the timing just isn't right, okay? And you get what you get. Well, I would rather have a photo where the hand is just off the back, maybe like, yeah, you know, maybe hovering above, but not in that, that claw crabby you know, <laughs> position right above the back just I having the photos where the hand is like on the back there was someone who, who posted photos on Facebook I, I don't remember who um, it was a, a, a Nigerian dwarf uh, exhibitor but I'm not picking on Nigerian dwarves because I but you just um, called them out so well, well I, no my thing is is Personally, I think Nigerian dwarves um, 
back, you know, 10 to 15 years ago were really stylish, really sharp um, animals. And you, many of them, you really didn't have to pinch the back down um, back then. Um, yeah. Now, I honestly, I'm so busy showing my other, my own animals, and Nigerian dwarves are usually in the other ring. I don't get to see many Nigerian dwarf shows. Right. Um, but, um, but this one per- one person again, I don't know who it is, had a bunch of photos of their animals, and every photo, the hand went right on the loin. You know, mm-hmm. like pushing it down and you could tell the way the hand was and the way their hair was, they were pushing that the the loin and the rump down to make the back look better. It's just really, really oh, it's like chalk running fingernails <laughs> down a chalkboard. And, and there's one other thing that is real pet peeve. Um there there are names for it, but I gotta be uh P G thirteen on it. Um, oh <laughs> I know what it, okay, go ahead. Um, gratuitous, <laughs> gratuitous, gratuitous showing of the ribbons of your the champion or best of, of sh- the ribbons, <laughs> trimming of the ribbons upon the animal who has just gone grand. <laughs> that there's um, you're gonna start some yeah. fights over here. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, actually, there's a, a head good judge I know who it, you know who shows in in the New York area. He, it's also his pet peeve too. In fact, actually, <laughs> I did it a few times, and he pointed out to me, and then he told me why it was a pet peeve of his, and I went, "Oh my goodness, you're right." Ooh, and yeah. ever since it's been a pet peeve of mine. But, but, but this is when you when you've won in a, a, a rosette or a banner with this beautiful animal. You've got this animal that just went, you know, senior champion, <laughs> you know, grand champion, best of breed. It may have even gotten, then gotten the best other, uh, you know, banner. And you drape all of those ribbons over the back of the animal and on the collar and, and such that all you have is this pile of rosettes and banners with a head out one end, a tail out the other, and four little feet. Maybe unless it's Nigerian, then you just have the, you know, <laughs> ribbons. Okay, again, not trying to pick on the Nigerians. Well, we are, um, <laughs> but you know, if you have a, an animal who just went grand, you know, or had won all those awards, put those awards. Have somebody else hold them, or um, put them on the ground, or put them on the ground. Show me the animal that the judge looked at and went. Wow, that's my grand. Yep. Okay. Show me that animal. Let me look and go. That animal there that I'm looking at won all those awards. Wow, I can see what the judge was was thinking. But you drape, you know, you drape them all over. It's like, well, I know the name of the animal. Um, <laughs> Let me maybe go on if Facebook, see if I can it. see one without the ribbons. Right. Um. So. That's that's kind of you know. That's really my my main one. Um, I have a couple small ones. That's it's it's nothing crazy, and I've been guilty of of doing some of these. And that's uh, uh, you know, 
show show whites are are groanable. Nobody likes to wear them. You end up just looking filthy by the end of the day. Yep. But it's tradition and worm, right? It's yep. if it's a if, if it's a hundred and ten degree day, by all means wear shorts. Be safe, right? And the last show I went to, that's what I did. I wore shorts and a white shirt, and and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those things that if you want to show, if you want to look the part and be the part, wear your show whites. And also, don't wear hats in the ring. I've been guilty of it. I've worn hats in the ring before I knew any better. Uh, my first couple of shows I went to, I was wearing a hat. Um, that was usually the last thing I took off before going in the show ring as a teenager. Like, we'd be, you know, ringside and getting ready. And say, mm-hmm. okay, time to go in. I tossed my hat off, you know. Um, but, yeah. The only other time I've worn a hat is there were a few shows I went to where we had exhibitor numbers mm-hmm. and they were written on the little uh, paper hat that were kind of like uh, uh, the ice cream man would wear sort of oh, thing. That's you old know. school right there. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, I agree. No hats. Yeah, as far as the show whites, uh, I have heard grumbling at least uh, – locally and on the county levels of trying to get allow the dairy kids, dairy goat, dairy cattle kids to at least wear dark jeans. Um, I think this would be a topic for another day, but yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree with the show. It's the other thing with the show. It's is it means that you are, you belong in the show ring. You're not just mm-hmm. someone who walked in off the street. Right. Um, well, speaking of walking off the street, another one, is you or your crew ringside swearing up a storm, creating all kinds of craziness, being loud while the show's going on? That's one of my pet peeves. Just because why are you gonna why are you gonna be swearing and not be? Why won't you be professional if you're if you're in the ring or outside of the ring? There's kids watching. Let's face it, before COVID, there was plenty of people that would come and just watch the goat show that had nothing to do with goats. You're showing off what this community is all about and swearing ringside, being rude and just nasty. It's 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 unneeded. It, I, and agree. I, I've, it's, I saw it. I've seen it. <laughs> I, I agree. It's not nasty. I But at the same time, I know that sometimes people get totally like shocked and you know, they don't realize what just happened and they go like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. that's fine. If if it slips out when you have a big win or, or something happens. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, just like you're sitting there leaning over the gate, talking to somebody, shooting the crap and you're just and being crap is not the word you're using all the time. Right. You're right. using the F bomb like it's a comma. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's just you're you're. Showing off what the registry and what the show goat community is all about, and people that are maybe new into the game, or people that are thinking about it, or just spectators from the street, they're seeing what you're doing and and yeah, act act the part. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like also talking in the ring. Try to just be. I try to keep my t- talking in the ring limited to, um, 
you know, what's going on in the showroom. Like if I'm showing with my, one of my children, I might be trying to encourage them or, you know, I might be saying, Hey, you know, she's not set up. If I'm in the ring, right. if they're doing showmanship, I try to, I'm back at the truck or I'm, I can't watch that. You know? Yeah. But, um, you know, in the show ring, I try not to like, Hey, uh, what's for dinner? You know, um, yeah. I try to keep it to the show, you know, keep it. And I try to keep it quiet. Um, yes. Now that yeah. being said, you know, I, I'll admit, you know, if it's, you know, hour number 10 of, <laughs> you know, a show and, you know, we're all exhausted and tired and, you know, judged, you know, cracks a joke. I might crack a joke back with them. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just a small thing. Yeah, you know, it's it's nothing crazy, but I just thought it was something worth mentioning. Um, and, did I, you have Did you have any other etiquette tips or pet peeves? It, it's kind of a. I don't know that it's a pet peeve or, um, what it's it's one of these things, and I think you're gonna agree with me. It does nobody a favor to bring in animal to a show that's under condition. Yep. That's on my list. Um, it's, it's not going to do you a favor to say, look, I got this animal, really great top line, great frame, um, great depth, great, might have great depth of body if it had enough conditioning. Um, and, and under conditioned animal also not going to milk or have, be able to be show bagged to the best of its ability. You're not showing the animal to the best of your ability. Right. Um, and I have, there's two things that I've seen in my very short show career. Um, and I'm not going to name names except for myself here. Uh, but one show that we go to every year, there's always the same people that come and they bring their goats and they look like they just pulled them off the yard, off the lawn, and they haven't they haven't gone anywhere except for the paddock all year. <clears throat> haven't touched a lick of green or or good hay, and it shows. And they're just the sickliest looking animals. And it's really a pet peeve to me because again, you're showing off. This is a big show, and you're showing off this. And there's and if it's raising every single person's eyebrow that's looking at the animal. Don't bring it. Just don't. Say, um, I, I will say the, the. I myself showed an animal, rec- relatively recently, probably about two years ago, um, mm-hmm. who quite frankly looked under conditioned, and we ended up not showing her. And the issue with her was she was milking like twelve to fourteen pounds a day. Yeah. And if you, when we poured more grain into her and she went to like 13, um, you know, 13 to 15 and the more we poured into her, she just put it in the bucket. And yeah, the only way we could get weight on her was dry her off. Um, well, and- it's all year, all year, Nate, I've been fighting with, and it's every year since I've had Jem, I fight with her every year to keep condition on her. And I mean, I put, I, I knock down all the protein and she's getting carbs, 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 and and I'm making sure she's not wormy. And 
Yep. You, you know, I how many hours do I spend just worrying about her? And it's because she puts it in the bucket. She milks like a tank. I will say this about the people with underconditioned animals. Mm-hmm. To me, there's there's two exceptions I will grant to this. And there probably shouldn't be exceptions, but this is what people got to hear me out. There's the doe who, like we just both ju- just mentioned, no matter how much you pour into her, it just goes in the bucket. You know, that that's a doe who maybe probably shouldn't be shown, but mm-hmm. she's converting that food into milk. And that's the kind of doe you, you, you need. Not really right. need, but you, you, you kind of, your dairies would love her. The more food they gave her, the more they get out of her. Okay, they are dairy animals after all, you know. Right, and we have to remember that. But at the same time, then the other class of people that um, I, I kind of are okay, your animals under condition that I'm okay with is the people who don't know, right, but are willing to learn. We had a 4-H. He had beautiful doe. Okay, um, from a nationally recognized herd. Okay, beautiful, stunning doe. And you looked at her, you go, wow, she's stunning. If I could take that doe and throw weight on her, she'd be stunning. Problem was, he didn't know how to put weight on her. He didn't know what to do to get weight on her. Um, And so finally, you know, family member of his asked us, your animals look great. What do you do? So we gave him our feeding regimen. The following year, the doe was shown in the 4-H show at, at the county level. She went grand. She went best in show. Right. You know, he took the knowledge. He turned his way. It, it turned it around. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they need someone to look and go, oh, the the people yeah. when I say the underconditioned animals are a pet peeve, to me it's the underconditioned animal where the people don't want to they don't want to hear how to improve, right? Or just don't care, right? Yeah. Um. So, so it it that's that's where you know you get um, right, you know that kind of pet peeve. But you know, other than that, there I'm sure there's so many others that we could go on and on about. Well, I want to I want to add real quick to that yeah. under condition thing. The first time we showed our animals, it was our first year. Uh, we had three milkers, right? And all of them were over a gallon a day milkers. One of them was just a, I mean, even more than Jim. She's just a tank. And they were they weren't crazy skinny, but they were they were skinny. Um, they could probably have used about another five or 10 pounds to really kind of help flesh them out. Yeah. And so we're in the ring and, you know, the judge comes up to you, asks you the age of the dough and she freshened. And so I told her the first one and Tierney, my wife standing right next to me. And she asks, Tierney looks at me and I tell her the same answer. Cause it was, they were twins. So I told her and, uh, she goes, are these pets? I'm like, no, they they come from pretty good lines. And she goes, oh, okay. And walks away. And I was like, because they're under-conditioned. That's what, that's what it's got to be. And then the next year, I changed everything up. I A real quick tip. 
if you have a doe that's under conditioned, uh, senior horse feed uh, works really well. I, if anybody has any questions, they can always uh, message us or, or post a comment on our page on Facebook. But uh, senior horse feed works. And the next year, I used that regiment, and it was tip from Brandon Tiachano. Jaquino. No. Oh, no. Brandy, I'm so sorry. Jaquino. Jaquino. Brandy Jaquino. Brandy, uh, spam him. About- Oh my goodness. She's going to just, she's going to text me as soon as she listens to it. Uh, and she gave me that tip and it, it worked out really well. Man, Nate, I'm going to hear that one. Oh, anyway. So yeah, that's, that's my quick story about that. Um, but we're, it looks like we're running a little bit long here. Uh, did you want to add anything, Nate? No. Um, you know, everyone's got pet peeves. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just got to find someone not involved and just tell them your pet peeve. Right. You know, and then, then while it may still drive you absolutely bonkers and crazy, at least then you guys can laugh about it together. Right. You know, we, my wife and I will, we'll see things that we know are each other's pet peeves and we'll see it online and we'll just kind of like, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll laugh. We'll get a chuckle. You'll but see then, it online and you'll text John and say, Hey, nice, nice hand in that picture. Yeah. John, uh, <laughs> Dan, could you let the dough go? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the moral of the story here is don't question the judge. Um, don't don't follow too closely. Maybe don't, don't pinch out down your doughs or move their feet too, too much. Um, just kind of be respectful if you're a newbie. First of all, uh, be respectful people who have been if you've been showing for, for gazillion years of the newbie. I was going to say, new, newbies, please be respectful and learn. Uh, but also senior people who have been doing this a while, don't be afraid to take somebody under your wing or just be nice. She, don't she, be rude. You you have the situation of being the true newbie. Yeah. You know, my wife and I have the situation of being the newbies who also are the old timers. Right. You know, we, we had that 15 year gap where we weren't showing or owning animals. Mm-hmm. Now we're back into it, but the whole, goat community world is almost upside down and yeah so we we you know i know you know i know people from years ago you know i mean i'd say years ago and in people who are since passed on but then i you know i'm the new guy again with now with obis so yeah um, you I like respect that. for respect being from the older, you know, members in the community who've been showing forever of the new people who are trying to show an interest. They're the future of our programs, right? And respect of the yeah. from the new people of the older people or the the people who've been showing for years. They're the ones who got us where we are. Yeah, and as a newbie. I can say just be assertive and be uh, respectful and forward. And if somebody tries to close the door on you, just put your foot in it, just like I do. And Nate, I mean, you got to you got to admit, I know quite a few people because I am just relentless. You do, <laughs> and you are. On that note, it's yeah, that- uh, it's been fun, uh, <laughs> you know. And for all our pet peeves, I have to you know thank my wife for deal- putting up with me. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, so, and uh, yeah, and tyranny, please forgive John for his, you know, shortcoming. Yeah. And, and tyranny, happy birthday tomorrow. Um, ah, happy birthday, Tyranny, <laughs> tomorrow when you hear this. Yeah. Uh, on that note, everybody, thank you for listening to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast with myself and Nate Funk. You guys have an enjoyable night. Good night.